This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Also, you're listening to us early on a Sunday morning on The Bet in Las Vegas on the radio. Thanks for being with us, Raider Nation. The Raiders, 34-17 victors over the Los Angeles Rams. They had to go to 2-0 on the preseason. Another good game. Do us a favor, by the way, if you don't already subscribe to the podcast. Yes, we also have a podcast. You can hear us. Wherever you get your audio, just search Silver and Black today. Do us a favor. Put on the auto download. Every time we push a a show, excuse me, then you will get it delivered right to your device. Also, shout out to everybody watching us live on YouTube, on Twitter, on Rumble, and also Twitch. We even go to LinkedIn. Yeah, I can't believe it, but we're there as well. But anyway, we are here to talk about the Raiders' second preseason game to break down all the action, give you instant reaction to the Raiders' second performance of the season against live action. Lots to talk about. And uh, on these shows, as we always do, we bring in our good friend, and that is Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. You can follow him on Twitter or the X now, as it's called, at underscore Murph, M-U-R-F. I am at LV Gully. The show is at SNB today. Murph, you know, yes, it's just the preseason But the Raiders, again, come out, look really good overall offense, defense. We're going to get into the particulars. But as we always do to start off the show, we start with the voice of the fan, which is you. Want to get your initial reaction to what you saw tonight? What did you get excited by? Any concerns? Anything? Just give us your your kind of um, uh, first opening monologue on what you saw tonight down in L.A. SoFi Stadium, the Raiders' vacation home, as everyone calls it. But give us your reaction to the thirty four seventeen win. Well, Scott, as you know, that I'm I'm typically not overreactionary or get in my feelings about things when it comes to the Raiders, <laughs> but I think it's clear cut that Aiden O'Connell is the future of this oh. uh, franchise, and uh, and we and we certainly have a championship incoming. I mean, that's it's clear cut. I mean, we, I don't know if you heard, but we're going to the Super Bowl, and uh, <laughs> and it, we're going to be led by AOC four or the Irish Cannon or any of the other amazing nicknames that he's already started to develop. But I mean, I think the biggest takeaway, you know, it's um, I was talking about this with 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 my my co-host swag jeff the other day that like you know the the most prominent position in all of team sports is quarterback and so it's hard not to lead discussions when your team is having a you know an evolution or you know a, a, a turnover at quarterback and so to, to see this young man come out and to do what he did tonight especially on the heels of the bobby hoyer show like yikes like i mean you know what i mean I, 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 it's there's a lot to be encouraged about with this raider football team and and even beyond him uh, i'll tell you uh, this this youth movement that we have with the raiders and it, it's exciting there's a lot of young players on this football team that are just fun to watch offensively and defensively and so you know i yeah it's the preseason and 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 i joked earlier about you know you know you know overreacting but i mean for real, like even keeping it in context, I mean, when you look at the way that this team has come out, the sharpness that they have, like what what else do you want? 
You know what mm. I mean? Like as a fan, what else do you want to see in the preseason? And that's your team holding it together and performing well when it when it's called upon. That's what's been impressive to me because last year you have a new coach, a new system, some holdover players, obviously the quarterback, Derek Carr, and you had the rest of the guys that are that have now moved on. And it seemed as though it took, man, most of the first half of the season for some of those guys to get comfortable. Some of them never seemed to be comfortable in it. And I think to your point about the youth movement, that's what has been so interesting to watch because that youth movement is, you know, these guys have only been in this system now. They come new into it. It's fresh minds. And you talk about Aiden O'Connell, we'll go into him in a second. But you look at all of this and you say, you know what? Sometimes you come in and it's all new to you. Everything's new to you. And you don't know anything else, right? So I think some of that takes hold. And then the the players who were here from last year who've already been through the system for a year, they obviously look more comfortable with it. And that's, to me, what I see. The second piece, and we'll talk about this as we move on, is the defense. I mean, the defense, look, are they perfect? No. Do they still need talent? Yes. But overall, you see the effort and I think the communications, remember, communications were a big issue last year. Patrick Graham yeah. liked, he took some of the heat, and he should have. But this preseason thus far, again, we're only in the preseason, but overall, it just looks as though his system, the guys he has now in that system, have really gelled and are taking to it. And they're adopting the culture, they're adopting the system, and they seem to believe in it. Yeah, you know, and that it, there's definitely a different spirit and a different dynamicism uh, when it, when it, when we watch this team. You know, we we talked about it last week when we were at Allegiant Stadium, just watching the sidelines, watching the way that you know the players were interacting with each other, looking at the way that the player or the, excuse me, the coaches were interacting with the players. Um, there was just a different feel on there, and I'm not going to pin any you know any change on any one player or another. But look, the bottom line is that there were leadership voids uh, with this football team when we had certain players leave and we've seen players step into those voids and do well and really like you know start to i, I always i feel like i always have to, have to like preface our comments because i, I can just <laughs> see people in the youtube comments being like if it's only preseason game week two I, I hear you man but i'm just telling you the optics so far so good like we start to see that there's an an inspired team on the field and even though it's preseason, you could definitely tell a difference when one guy was playing quarterback versus another guy was playing quarterback. So there's a there's an inspiration that, that's going on there. And these and these young players that are coming up and emerging as leaders on this football team, we know Devontae Adams is a leader. We know Max Crosby's a leader. Those are the two guys that are the faces of our franchise. But beyond that, like when you find when you see these younger guys stepping up and 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 not only in performance, but in the way that they're lifting their teammates up, man, like again, there's 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 there are some things to be critical of, but there's not a ton. Like you could see positivity go and and the young guys buying into this new culture and this new organization and fans have a lot of fans have been so critical of McDaniels and Ziggler and the whole Patriot Way thing and all that. And and I guess it's fair because any criticism is fair when the team sucks. So as <laughs> as we start to see though that that things are evolving on a on a positive note, I mean you got to embrace it, man. I do. Like yeah. I mean, what else are you gonna do, right? Like right. I'm not gonna anticipate. That was my new word I came up with, Scott. I'm not gonna anticipate. I'm not gonna think the Raiders oh, are just Mark. gonna automatically suck. I'm gonna root for them to 
be the best team they could possibly be. I want Josh McDaniels to be the best coach. I want, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. Who I, I want them all to be the best they possibly can be because I want my team to win. So I'm going to expect that until they don't. Yeah, absolutely. And and anticipate is a very good one because I think a lot of fans, and God bless them. I mean, look, Raider fans, all of you have been through so much over the last three decades. And it's hard, right? So you get you you get your hopes up and then they're dashed. You get your hopes up and then they're dashed. But now I think to this point, even even I know fans out there, they might not want to do it just yet. And and I'm still I still have my skepticism. But even the coaching, I mean, I know they're gonna be vanilla overall in the preseason, but look how this offense has opened up. Look how the players now in the offense and at quarterback especially are operating within that system. It's just a better fit for who they have now. Nothing against former quarterbacks. It just is what it is, and I think that's key. And we'll jump into the quarterbacks real quick because, first of all, we got our first taste of Jimmy G in a Raider uniform, and he goes 4 for 4, 39 yards, 107 quarterback rating. Just played the one series. He needed to get out there. He hadn't played in a while, obviously, because of the injury and uh, last year in, in San Francisco, but then also the surgery in the offseason. He looks sharp. And I think that was big for this team in the second game to have their starting quarterback come out and go down the field, lead them to the first score uh, touchdown as well. Uh, That was big, I think, for fans to see and for the team to see and for Jimmy Garoppolo, frankly, to get out there with that unit and get some feel. Well, uh, you know, I'm glad everybody else got a chance to see it because I didn't. Shout out NFL Plus. Uh, My NFL Plus didn't kick in until after the first freaking drive. And I'm like scrambling on Twitter and and like some of the listeners of our show are made men. And I'm like, what happened? What happened? What happened? And I'm getting, thank thank goodness we got good, uh, you know, a good crew in the Raiders circle here in the inner circle uh, because everyone's giving me play-by-play updates and what was going on. But, um, But anyways, but yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know it was... I, mean, I heard this a little bit on Twitter tonight. Well, it was our ones and it was their twos. Well, okay. Well, our ones did what they were supposed to, supposed to against do. their twos. So Amen. that's like, what else? Like, again, that's where I look at, like, sometimes when people are critical about certain things, I'm like, I, I guess you're just picking to be critical about whatever. Cause you're just picking to be critical about anything in your life, frankly. Um, and I, and I wish, and I wish you better than that because you know what I mean? It's, 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 um, it's encouraging, you know, to see what our, our offense go out there, do what it's supposed to do. See, Jimmy G go four for four, you know, 39 yards, 107 passer rating. Like that's, there you go. There's a Jimmy G kind of drive. Like, yeah, he's not throwing it 70 yards downfield. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Aaron Rodgers. We don't need him to be. We just need him to be four for four for 39 yards (laughs) and a 107 on an opening drive touchdown. (laughs) The end. Like that's all you need. So if that's all we're going to get, then cool. Yeah, and and then and then you get that first drive out of the way, and I think most of us, I was expecting Brian Hoyer to play tonight. I figured, hey, he'll come in for a drive or two, right? Because he's a veteran. You just want you want to get him some game action and some game feel. Didn't do well. I'm not even going to the stats. It's not worth it. But what was clear to me through all of this, and our friend Hondo Carpenter over at SI. Uh, said it. He said he was going to ask in the post-game press conference, which is going on right now, which I'll, I'll look at after the show's over and use on uh, our show coming up next week. But um, he was going to ask him, why are you even playing Brian Hoyer? Because Aiden O'Connell has performed so well, uh, you're taking snaps away. The kid needs to see as much action as possible. So he finally gets in in that third quarter. 
Aiden O'Connell finishes the night 11 of 18, 163 yards, two touchdowns, a 127.8 passer rating. And I don't care if he's going against ones, twos, or threes. Aiden O'Connell continues to impress. And again, he's not a gunslinger. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's none of those guys. But what he is is he's efficient. He's accurate. He's calm in the pocket. And not only that, Murph, man, for a kid who comes in and has to absorb this very complex offense that Josh McDaniels puts on the field, he just gets it. I don't see many mistakes. He had maybe one or two errant throws. Other than that, though, he had maybe three, three, maybe four. I got to double check. Passes dropped on him. Again, he had two last mm-hmm. week as well. It's going to happen. It's all right. But overall, man, is it? it's just so hard not to like this kid in root form. And I'm not crowning him Tom Brady version two or anything like that. I'm just saying well, this kid again, though, Murph, this kid again, to me, unless something crazy happens between now and the final game against Dallas, to me, he's got that second job locked up. I don't see how you cannot give him the number two spot. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, to start off on Hoyer, I mean, I, I have a feeling that Brian Hoyer may not make this football team. I feel like he's just like an extension of the coaching staff at this point. Uh, and, and, and so I would be curious to see if they let Chase Garbers go or if, or if Hoyer sticks around. And if and really, and if that's his value is to be an extension of the coaching staff, then maybe you do, uh, you know, you do retain him as your as your emergency or, or, or whatever else, or your, you know, your P-Squad guy. Um, but anyways, yeah, he, he didn't look great at all. And then you got... Uh, you know, O'Connell comes in and, you know, the big knock against O'Connell was his lack of mobility. Right. And I think that as fans, I think that we overrate the, you know, the quarterbacks that have like this huge level of athleticism to where they're game planning around their ability to run the football and all that kind of stuff. I think we really overshoot that because when you look at the quarterbacks that are, have been in the Super Bowl, I'm not even talking about the ones that have won, but the ones that have been in the Super Bowl, you know, it's Tom Brady, it's Nick Foles, it's Jared Goff, it's Joe Burrow, and yes, you got Jalen Hurts, and yes, you got Russ, and 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 Patrick Mahomes is a unicorn, so you can't count him. But like for the most <laughs> part, like you look at the guys that play quarterback and end up in the Super Bowl, they're that style. Now, I'm not going to compare him to Tom Brady, but that's that style. It's that one-two balls out. Like, bam, bam. And that's and in this offense, as you mentioned, Scott, it's highly complex. And, yes, they're running a vanilla version of it. But the guy is still executing it very, very well. He escapes pressure pretty darn well. He can get out and run a little bit, enough to get you a first down. And I got news for you, Raider Nation. That's all Patrick Mahomes does. He's just a baseball player. All he's doing is just <laughs> sprinting out there and sliding, right? So that's all you need a guy to do is just convert that, that, that first down. But then to me, though, like, and I'm with you. He's not a gunslinger, but he's got velocity downfield. We saw him split some defenders tonight and fire that thing in there with accuracy. And he's got the freaking, I could say cojones on the show, right? He's got the freaking cojones to drive that thing in there, man. He's not floating that sucker out of bounds. He's not just putting it up or whatever. And that's no shot at anybody else that wore number four, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like he's just freaking firing that thing in there, man. Yeah. Like that's encouraging. Like what else do you want to see as a fan, man? I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm getting ready to go get my AOC four tattoo next week. <laughs> 
<laughs> a tattoo already. Oh my goodness. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue on Ain't No Comic because I have some more thoughts there too. And I know you do too, Murph. Uh, and we'll get through the show here. Uh, so stick with us. We're going to be right back in just a few seconds. This is Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast, also heard on the Bet in Las Vegas. Don't go anywhere. 